Oh my God. Okay. I'm freaking out. So I'm just going to invite us. Let's just take a collective breath. Um, because this is like such a big moment. So let's just inhale and let go. Okay. Oh my God. So I'm so excited. I'm Carissa Dean and I am here with the amazing Kiara. Um, for those of you that don't know, Kiara is a seven figure mentor and coach, um, for leaders. She spends a ton of time empowering people like myself and she's going to be our first critical conversation today. I'm so excited that she um, was willing to be my first here. <laughs> Always willing to be your first. I'm so excited. This is going to be so fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Is there anything I missed that you would want to share? No. No. Okay. I feel like anything that needs to be uncovered will be uncovered in our... Yeah. So I'm excited. This podcast is literally all about, you know, is bringing like to the forefront conversations that I believe people are unwilling to have. And so I'm excited to have you on today because I feel like you lead in such a unique way within the industry. And I think like, just to give context, like within the industry, I'm talking about like any coach, any mentor, and just like mental health in general, right? You show up online and, and in person as you are. And I want you to tell me, you know, what are your thoughts about the current trends that we're seeing within the personal development journey and the mental health um, industry? Well, I've been in the online space for a really long time. So I have seen, I have seen it evolve from what it used to be, I want to say over a decade ago, which is wild. Um, where everything was very much branded and, you know, uh, commercial branded, basically, um, to the rise of the coaching industry and more the personal development and personal branding, you know, industry, um, probably I would say about seven, eight years ago is when it really started to skyrocket. And I don't know that we were necessarily prepared for the integration of like the humanness and the required humanness, because I think many of us came from the land of the professional branding. And so it was very clear around like what should have been, what sh is okay to share and what's not okay to share. Um, and so I think naturally and organically we saw this opportunity into vulnerability and kind of sharing more of ourselves and then like a, a pendulum, we saw that swing where a lot of personal brands started utilizing it as a marketing tactic, um, which lost a lot of credibility, lost a lot of the magic. And so then we saw the pendulum swing again into this very curated aesthetic, very like, you know, I'm not going to show the world what's actually happening behind the scenes because it's going to sacrifice my position, my status, my authority. Um, and so I think what we're witnessing now is the balancing act, uh, kind of the balancing out of that, where there is a higher demand for more disclosure, more humanness, more like real experience, especially with the more filters and AI and all of the things that come out. Um, while also maintaining, I think, the integrity of like what a personal brand represents, especially when 
you've got work to do in the world. So I think it's a really interesting balancing act that we're witnessing right now. Yeah. Um, what is it that bold self, you know, that's your brand. What is it that bold self is really coming to in that balancing act? What's important for the business? Mm, well, I'm personally go. I mean, I've always shared, I mean, my entire brand has always been based on my own stories and my own shares. So I've always shared very organically and transparently. I happen to be going through an incredibly pivotal time in my life and my personal life. Um, and, and it is, there's a stretch around, but it's not the same kind of stretch that maybe it would have been years ago. I think years ago, I would have worried about the appearance more like of like how I'd come out. I, I think I've worked through that well enough and I'm always working through that. I think ultimately for me, the stretch was really about what I'm capable of holding in my real life without sacrificing my work in the world and really being able to show up and make sure that my clients and people that are in my community still feel supported. Um, so it's less of an ego thing, more of I, I want to ensure that um, they know I'm still there. So I think that's really the stretch that I got to experience in this more pivotal recent time. Yeah. Well, and so does that like that kind of feeds into like this concept. I know you and I have talked about this before where two things can be true at the same time. Yes. And I think that there's a huge dissociation for a lot of, you know, coaches or mentors who are not allowing those two truths to be true. What are your thoughts about that? A thousand percent, because that's what are you making it mean about yourself? If you're human and going through, well, rather, what are you making it mean about yourself if your personal life or your mental health or whatever um, is in shambles, right? I think those of us that don't do the work cannot hold both the truth that we are human, but also that we are really great at what we do at the same time. Because this was something I had to navigate, you know, I had to, I had to really like deepen and ground myself into the fact that I'm really good at what I do, despite what's happening behind closed doors in a, an incredibly challenging mental health year for me, like a really challenging year for me, a couple of years really, um, but it is, I think it's, this is the work is like allowing the humanness and the evolution and all the magic that is in that growth and evolution that happens behind the closed doors, not make it mean anything that you're anything less than, you know, in your work. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that initially drew me into you. And which is why I was like, I'm working with her was the concept of what are you making it mean? Yeah. That, that itself, you know, when you take a step back and you're like, Oh, there's an energetic charge. Mm -hmm. What charge am I giving this? And then it's like the ability to reframe it to what do I want? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, so if you could change, you know, something around the stigma that's happening or this, or this pendulum swing in the industry, what would it be? 
Well, I don't know that I'd necessarily change anything because I really do think that it's organic in the way. And I mean, from what I've witnessed, I mean, like, you know, I'm by no means like an old, you know, haggard has been that's been around for decades and decades, but I have been in this space for a long enough time to know that all of its self-regulation and the way that it regulates itself is actually really good for the industry. So I don't know that I would necessarily change anything about it. Um, what I would say is I do believe that if we're looking at also like social media trends, I think a big reason TikTok took off the way that it did as a complete opposite of Instagram is because mm-hmm. there is this like less of this curated aesthetic and presentation and it's more fucking human and i think that a big reason that it's taken off the way it has is that people want that people are craving that so it really isn't about you sacrificing anything when you let the world see you i think there's power in that truth and i think people are craving that like even people that want to hire you they want to feel the human on the other side of the conversation they want if they want to learn from the human who understands the struggles that are very real for them in real time so i think that that, that it's if i it's not that i would change anything i would really just invite people to like trust that humanness more because there is so much magic in it i mean i've built my entire brand on it and it's so powerful I love that you said that the, the trust, the humanness, um, you mentioned self-regulating. What does that look like for you and bold self? Um, so the way that I phrased it was more of the, the coaching industry being self-regulated. Um, I, for me, for bold self, I, when I, when I set off onto this work, I knew that it was going to be a long term thing. I knew that this wasn't like a one and done. I wasn't just releasing a product and seeing how it sold in the marketplace. Like I knew that this was very much my life's work. And I think that I needed to give myself permission for it to be messy and imperfect and to leave space for the human experience for me, because otherwise it would swallow me whole. Like, for me to feel that I couldn't fully um, experience what I'm experiencing. Like right now, you know, I'm packing my whole life up. I'm moving to Europe. Like I have no idea where I'm going to go. Like I'm literally selling everything. This is such a real thing for me. And to not share that and not give myself space to share that with my community would suffocate me. It feels suffocating. So no, it's not business as usual. My entire life is getting kicked upside down. So I think self-regulation for me and Bold Self was really about a decision to let my body, my my business breathe with me, Mm. um, you know, in, in all of its iterations, all of its expansions. And that was a commitment that I had to make. I love that. Let my business breathe with me. Yeah. That, that is like so profound. Um, okay. Are you ready for a juicy question? I love them girl. Let's go. (laughs) I cleared out my morning for you. Let's do this. Yes. Okay. I'm curious what your thoughts are about, and let me preface this actually, before I ask, 
one of the reasons I am drawn to work with you is you have this capacity to not hold judgment. Like you have led me through my judgy pants self and called me out so many times about like, but Carissa, you are making this mean something and you are allowing this charge to hold you back. It's judgment. Are you ready to let this shit go? And so this is something that I really, really respect in you. It's why you're my mentor right now is because you really, I like I, when I look at you, when we're in conversations in person on zoom, like wherever we are, I feel no judgment from you. And I, and I fucking love that so much about you. And so I just want to preface this question with that because I think, you know, for the younger coaches who are coming into the industry Um, and even some of the older coaches, right? There's this, um, perception around you need to be doing X, Y, and Z. And so I see a lot of trends or, you know, routines that people are doing X, Y, and Z because they see, oh, Susie so-and-so is doing X, Y, and Z. What are your thoughts around leading your business through the lens of someone else's business model? So a younger version of me would have said, uh, fuck all with everyone else's business model. Um, a even younger version would have been like, do the business model that works. I think my evolution has come to a place of a balance in between both. Um, I really do believe that there's a million and one ways of building a business. Um, and so what works for your mentor doesn't have to be the thing that works for you. Um, however, I also believe that there's no reason to try to reinvent the wheel when there's things out there that are already like, you know, there's evidence that they're already effective, that they work, et cetera. So I think it's less about, you know, because I do see this, I see this in the industry as well, where there's this rebelliousness. So you have kind of these two extremes, you have the extreme of like, I'm going to copy paste my mentor, or I'm going to copy paste what I see being done in the industry. Um, And then you have the opposite extreme of like, I'm just going to do things my way. And it's like, that's fine. You can absolutely do things your way. But marketing, sales, you know, branding, community building, social media marketing, platforms of influence, like all these things, like why, like, for example, like, oh, I don't want to be on social media. That's fine. You don't have to, you could technically grow your business in person. Many people have done it. People have done it prior to the internet, like it existed. However, like, why would you want to reinvent a wheel that gives you access to billions of human beings a click away? Like, you see what I mean? So there's this, yeah. this, there's this kind of a, um, that's the two sides that I see. I see people that will literally take like a imprint of what their mentor is doing and whatever and try to copy that. And it may not align with their, their energetic output or what they even envision for their life's work. Um, and then you have the people that are just like, oh, I'm not going to do it any of them just not gonna do it the way that anyone's doing it that's great but you're really setting up to climb a very steep hill when it's not necessary so I think the answer would be try on a bunch of pants be open but the commitment level doesn't change you know it's really about showing up and figuring out what's going to work for you in the long term you know my business is now seven years in 
but I've been in the online space for over a decade, close to 15 years now. So that in and of itself has had me continue to evolve and continue my work in a way that feels the most aligned to me and what excites me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, and I don't think the first iPhone was out 10 years ago. I don't even know. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they didn't have them when I got married. I mean, what I can tell you is that my magazine, we launched my last business, my mag, my online magazine in 2012. And we had at one point, whether it was 2012 or 2013, we had an app and it was on, I think the iPhone two or three. So this is just to give you an idea. And like everything we did was social media marketing. We did everything just on Twitter, on Facebook groups and things, you know, Facebook, not even Facebook. Actually, before that, even I grew my shit on in the blogosphere. I had to SEO everything so that people could find my blog through Google. That was 2009, you know, what a while. Yeah. Wild time. Back in the BlackBerry days. Did you have a BlackBerry? I didn't. I I was a Nokia (laughs) girl. I was a Nokia all through and through snake all the way. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, Let's see here. What do you think about... um, This goes a little bit with like what you were mentioning around potentially copy paste. Mm. What do you think about coaches or mentors who are leading masterclasses or teaching on topics that they have not had direct experience with in their personal life. You're asking all the good stuff. Where oh, good. Things off? Oh, good. I, what I think is, you know, from, okay, this is what I want to share as a disclaimer. I don't know that anybody wakes up and says, I'm going to go copy everybody else. I'm going to teach things that I'm not embodied in. I think it comes from a good place. I think it comes from a place of, oh, there's a high demand for this. This is something people are struggling with. This is something that's working already. And so I don't know that's malicious necessarily. However, I do believe in some cases it's very much out of integrity. I also think it's a disservice to that creator's actual experience because although they may not be embodied in that specific topic they are embodied in others and it's doing (laughs) those other topics a disservice um and it does a disservice to the community because as and we've talked about this so many times like you know, I could teach something and regurgitate something really easily. I could take a program, copy paste it, give it out, charge $10,000 for it and so forth. But the problem is that my commitment, when somebody signs onto that program to work with me, there is an equal commitment that's happening. They're showing up to get the transformation and I'm showing up to support them in that transformation. I can't support them in that transformation if I can't actually support them through the experience of it because I've lived it or have educated myself, you know, through schooling and all the things to be able to kind of support them in all angles. So the problem with the copy paste method is that you can copy paste, for example, you know, you take your business coaches program and you teach your clients how to start their business. That's great. But what happens on a random Tuesday when your client comes to you and says, Hey, this thing happened with my client, they ghosted me. And now I'm out $10,000 and I have a payment due tomorrow. What do I do? 
if you haven't lived through that experience, you're not going to be able to really support. You can coach them in some ways, yes, but if you're in a mentorship or if they specifically are working with you to get their business up and running, it's out of integrity because you can't actually support them. Like, you know, I joke with you guys all the time. I'm always like, oh, yes, that was, you know, April 17th, 2019. I remember I remember when this happened because I've actually lived through it. So I yeah. feel confident in supporting clients and meeting them at that point of transformation. So I do think it's a, it is out of integrity, especially with like the deeper stuff, the big, big stuff that a lot of these coaches are doing masterclasses on and offering programs on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I fully agree. I think that, it, that they're looking at it as an opportunity or they see this overarching, oh my gosh, I could talk about it. Right. But but yeah, there's this out of integrity piece. And so really what we're talking about then is, is you have to know your why, mm. like, what's your, why, what's your dream client? Like, you know, why are you in this business? Right. So that leads me to the next question, which is what do we think about people who are just jumping in because they see dollar signs? Honestly, you know, I, I, like I said, a younger version of me would say, fuck those guys. But at the same time, if you're doing it right, I am not anyone to judge someone's drive. So if they're doing it right and they're doing it in integrity and they're educating themselves on the things and are supporting their clients fully, I really don't give a shit if you're doing this just because you see dollar signs and you get to retire your family. That's fucking fantastic. So long as you care about human beings and mm -hmm. do them right, if, you know, the, the why behind it, I don't think it's necessary. Sometimes, you know, there's a part of me sometimes that has been conflicted and I wish that I could look at my business in that way. And sometimes because I am so into like, I'm the complete opposite. My why is so deeply like, uh, like interlocked in that it can get messy sometimes. So I do envy them. Grass is always greener. I wish I could just sell the toasters. Right. Um, but like I said, like as long as you're doing it right in integrity with a good heart, you're supporting your clients, they're getting good results. You have the customer support in place. Like, you know, you're not lying about your experience. You know, you can say, no, I've never gone through this. However, I took this certification or however I, you know, have been educating myself on XYZ my whole life. You know, I had to, I had to like really take a stand for that even when I started. So I think as long as it's not malicious and with ill intent, hell yeah, this is a fucking booming industry. Get your money, get, get your money, girl. Make yeah. Happen. Yeah. So really it's, you know, as long as you're, it's integrity and education. And so really the coach that is winning is really committed to remaining in integrity, yeah. self-regulating and continuing their education. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. That's why I did the self-made Academy certification because it is literally a part of, you know, whether you're starting out or you're integrating it in an existing business, you are committing to that improvement of skill set. you know, within yeah. what I teach, which is uh, identity-based transformation but it's a commitment. And I think if we're looking at coaches who have sustained success over time and continue to grow, 
it's the people that are committed to that, to that growth and evolution, to their knowledge, to their skill set. And again, like the why behind it is none of my business. I love that. Um, let me see here. Uh, what is the most important thing that people need to know if they're not in the coaching industry? Like Joe Schmo, what do they need to know about what we do? Are you asking like they're on the outside looking into the industry or they're considering hiring a coach? What What is it specifically? Like which people? I think on the outside looking in and potentially wondering what coaching could benefit them with. I mean, I really do believe that the best coaching clients are the clients who lead themselves to the work, who lead themselves to personal development, to, you know, come to a, a, a fork in the road in their life and, you know, say, it's time for my marriage to, to get better. It's time for my health to get better. It's time for me to make more money. It's time for, you know, for, to, to get more fit to whatever it is. Um, I think it's less about the coaching industry that I would want them to know. I think I would want them more to know about the power of personal development, um, and how change really is around the corner. Um, if you are going down the right street kind of thing, um, you know, because I know for me, like my life changed so much, you know, not just because of the money that I started making, but, the work that I started doing, you know, I was incredibly, I was in a single mom with, um, you know, my, my masculine survival mask was on. I was just trying to make ends meet. I was so closed off to my heart. I was so, everything felt hard. Everything felt like a struggle. Everything felt like there was so much that I was like living my experience in and through the personal development work that came and through the coaching, like life on the other side, right? It was something that I could have never even dreamed of. I didn't even know this existed. And it's it's all there. And I think this is truly why we're seeing such a boom in the industry. I think it's less about the financial um, uh, potential for it. I think there's actually a lot of different factors of why we're seeing a boom the financial factor is 100% one. Um, the economy just in general, especially in the States where people are starting their side businesses and all the things required because people can't fucking pay their rent with like minimum wage um, and everything's going online. So there's a whole lot of reasons. However, I really do think that beyond the cleanup that's happening naturally in the industry, it is thriving because it works. I think it is thriving because it works it's literally we are experiencing the positive feedback loop of like lives changing of marriages marriages changing of health changing and like money bank accounts changing Mm -hmm. um and so it's really i think the key is to understand the power of the personal development that comes along with it i love that see this is why i love you because you take you take it and you make it such a profound thing. So, um, do you have any, any, like, you know, we're obviously we're on a podcast. We're going to share this with the world. What do people need to know when they're going to hire a mentor or a coach? Well, I think first of all, there's a difference, right? There's a difference. Mm -hmm. If you're hiring a coach, um, 
you are really hiring and skill set. You know, you're looking at definitely that point of connection with their story. You want to feel heard. You want to feel felt and seen. You also just want to feel they're good at what they do. And they have their own process. They have the results. They have, um, you know, the, the, the commitment to the craft. I think coaching is a really powerful tool. Um, and mentorship, mentorship is essentially hiring someone who's created something, whether it's by way of their career, their romantic relationships, whatever, that you yourself want to create. So you are following footsteps. You're basically paying for the access, the behind the scenes where you're getting to collapse time and something that would otherwise take you longer through trial and error. You're learning on a one hour long session with this person who's already lived through it. I think a lot of what we see right now in the industry is a hybrid of mentorship, coaching, teaching. um, And I also include healing in there because in and of itself, it's not um, required, but we are seeing kind of these hybrid brands coming out. So I think the question really is what is it? So trusting the person, trusting the humanness of the person, the integrity of the person, I think is incredibly important. Connecting to their story, seeing the results, wanting those results, if those are results that that person has achieved themselves. Um, And I would absolutely recommend connecting with them first and dropping into whether it's a free masterclass or just following their social media for a while. Like it really gets to be that simple. And I think we get to trust in our intuitive pulls, you know, when it's all there on paper, you know, that they have a great track record. It's like, then you get to really just trust who you're led to. Um, Because oftentimes what we'll find is that the people we hire have things that we ourselves want to activate you know, mm-hmm. within our own self, within our own capacity. So give your chance, give yourself the opportunity to observe the person and really like admire the qualities and like really feel held and trusted in that relationship. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So what I'm picking up from what you're saying is it's really important if you're a coach, mentor, healer, one of these hybrid, or maybe you've really hyper-focused in on one of those, th- those things, you need to be sharing yourself. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred. And I mean, I think even to bring it back full circle to the beginning of our call, like I, I think that's what people want. They want to feel that they want to feel that connection. So, you know, I always say to all my clients, and I'm sure I've said this, you know, in our group as well, it's like whenever you find yourself too much in your head around what are the things I need to do in order to attract a new client, the answer is that you're not being enough. That Mm. you're, because, right? Because it's so, it's so dense in here where you're like, it's so dense in here. You're like, okay, it's just got to be like that one right email with the right headline or that one right grid post or that one right like reel or get just this amount of people specifically into my masterclass. You think that's the thing. And so you're constantly hunting for that. And, you know, the thing is they all work. The emails, the grids, the reels, they all work. 
So then why don't they all work? It's because your community isn't, isn't feeling you. They're not feeling the essence of you in your brand. This is why even work that we've done is like, like what is the Carissa Dean brand? Like what is it that like people are opting into? And this is why there's been so much celebration of like your vitality, your personality. And like we love like just being all up in your energy for the truth that, that you are, right? And I think yeah. that converts more than a logo or the perfect grid or the perfect three, four lines in a story. It's like people feel you and they're like, this is the woman I want in my corner. This is the person that I want to help me change my life. And it's like, it, it, we'll try to find all the marketing tactics for all the things. And it's like, that's not where it is. That's not, that's not where the magic is. That's not where people connect. No, that's where the burnout lives. <laughs> That's where the exhaustion and that's where you like are like, oh, shit, is this gas station still hiring? Um, The panic mode comes into there. Thank you for saying all of that, by the way. I have absolutely loved um, our conversation today. Um, Is there anything else that you would like to add? We're doing great. That's it. We're just we're all doing the best we can. We're doing great. Keeping on, keeping on. And. I love it. I love all of it. I love the mess, the hard, the chaos. It's all such fucking poetry. And I think we, we'd all do a little bit better seeing more poetry in the chaos of life. Yeah. More, more rawness, I think. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. So I know where to find you, but our listeners might not. Where can people find Kiara? Bold self on Instagram. It doesn't have any pictures or anything on it. Everything's been cleared. It's, it's a very wild <laughs> adventure I'm on right now. But yeah, it's up on Instagram. I'm still active on stories. I can't wait. I'm excited to see where you land. I'm so thankful for your time today. I'm so thankful for your mentorship. I cannot tell you how, you know, if we're just talking for a brief second around why this industry is so big, it does absolutely work. It absolutely works. And um, thank you for leading me so beautifully. I love you. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be your first guest. Cherry popped. All right, here we go. Critical conversations. Thanks, Kiara. Love you.